Welcome to Max Volume, where we deliver loud takes and soothing decibels. I'm your host, Maxwell Lewis Sanders, and this is Podcast 66. And, well, for those new listeners out there, Max Volume is a podcast that worships at the altar of pop culture, a place where the silly and inane are of the utmost importance. It's a podcast where we discuss heavy topics like Will Smith's earlobes, Omar Little's musical taste, and the underrated greatness of Jeff Daniels. No quote too minor, no side plot too small. This is a pod for the TV geeks and movie freaks. So welcome all weary travelers. Your boredom ends here. So we have another historic day in Max Volume history. I have harnessed the power of the internet, message boards, and found a fellow podcaster with similar interests. We've decided to combine our collective brain power and love for movies into this very podcast. We've never met, and we've talked for about two minutes before we delved face first into this experiment. He has an awesome podcast called Piecing It Together, where he discusses new movies and find what films inspire their creation. It's kind of like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, but for movie influences. It's really fun. And once again, it's called Piecing It Together. Super awesome. I really couldn't recommend it more. So I'd like to thank Mr. David Rosen for being an adventurous podcaster and joining me today. How's it going, David? I am doing great. And I like that Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon comparison to my podcast. I, I dig it. Oh, yeah. Please steal that if you want to. Go nuts. <laughs> I mean, I listened to the Garden State one and I fell in love because that movie means a lot to me. So, <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, so much fun. And I mean, you're clearly dedicated in your creation of new content. So what drives you to be so prolific? Because I looked at your list and it seems like everything that has come out in the last week, you've consumed it like a giant Pac-Man of entertainment. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. Once you start doing this, it's just like it becomes all you want to do because, I mean, I, I love movies and I need a reason for sitting and watching all of them. So then I, <laughs> then I end up talking about them on the podcast and then the podcast feeds back into wanting to watch more movies and then eventually all my time's gone. Vicious cycle. Yeah, I totally agree. So I got to ask, this was not planned, but the Batman trailer yesterday, did you watch it? I sure did. Oh, how, how excited are you? Are you are you just pumped up, or how do you feel? I, I am. I am very excited. I'm, I'm a big Robert Pattinson fan, and I have been looking forward to this trailer. And I'm not even the biggest superhero guy. Like I, I like them fine. I see them all, but they're not sure. my favorite thing. But I love him, and I love the rest of the cast, and I am in. Oh yeah, I mean, it looks like. I mean, you talk about influences from movies. This is basically seven the superhero movie. Where totally. like My Chemical Romance directed after all, they all got collectively dumped and then created <laughs> Batman. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. And Colin Farrell, you know, what a handsome man he looks like. That like I didn't even recognize Colin Farrell. I've heard he looked oh, like Richard. Yeah, he said they say he looks like Richard Kind. I find that yeah, really amusing. Which is hilarious. That's oh like yeah, the best comparison. Oh, it's fantastic. Big Richard Kind fan. I would be fine with him being Penguin too. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. yeah, that'd be fun. But now that we got a sense of who David is, let's delve into the fun stuff. So we decided to combine two of everyone's favorite topics, movies and animals. Everyone loves a great on-screen pet. You can generate such emotion from the human to animal bond that so many of us feel with our own, our own pets. David, do you have any pets? I sure do, yeah. I've got uh, one dog and two cats. Oh, do they get along? Is one of them in the alpha or what's the deal? Uh, every, everybody, everybody pretty much gets along. The, the cats could l live with or without each other. Um, mm. And the dog is just our, our my best friend, our baby. He's just the best. His name's Harvey. And he's a Chihuahua Pug Terrier. He's, he's a rascally little guy. Wow, that's a lot of attitude in a little, little package. I have, uh, oh, yeah. I have two 100-pound Newfoundlands named Teddy and Bear. So <laughs> they are just, they think they're five pounds. You know, they think they're just tiny guys. So... <laughs> We concluded there's nothing more fun than fantasizing about your top five fictional pet draft. 
So, I mean, I just thought there'd be a few rules. I mean, not, nothing big, but in the scenario, we're trillionaires. So that feels nice, David, doesn't it? We're instant trillionaires. Feels good, I right? like it. I, yeah. I like it. I can, I, can, <laughs> I can just relax and do podcasts all day. Exactly. Yeah, I would do this anyway. That's so funny. I was thinking in the shower the other day. It's like, if I had a million dollars, what do I do? I was like, probably the same stuff. <laughs> That's right. So I'm glad we're on the same page. So we can have as much land, sea, and sky as our furry or feathered or scaled friends could need to live a happy, healthy life. This is not some sad sea world blackfish scenario. You seen that one, by the way? I've never seen that one. I, I saw it a long time ago when it first came out. And yeah, that, that would be a little depressing. Yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> you know, Willie, Willie can go to the ocean whenever he wants. You know, we're good like that. So David, being such a gracious guest with your time and effort, I'll let you have the first pick. So who you got? All right. So my first one, this is a movie I haven't seen in a long, long time, but it's just such a great classic character. It is Falcor the Luck Dragon from the Never Ending Story. And mm. <laughs> mainly the reason why I am picking Falcor is because we always said our other dog who passed away last year, Sadie, looked so much like Falcor. So it would be basically like having our Sadie pup back, but a big giant version that could fly. True. I mean, you can you can definitely cruise on. I mean, I think there's been more remakes of people making fun of people riding on Falcor than any other animal in the history of movies. Is that, does that oh. feel right to you? I, I think that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, like every like comedy cartoon has had a Falcor moment. Yeah, there's a Family Guy. There's an American Dad. I mean, there's so many memes with uh, Game of Thrones for someone's on Falcor, basically. So He's such a fun character. He is. He is. He's a little little Chinese dragon scary looking though i'm not sure having that giant face in my face all the time i'd be okay with it It'd be a little terrifying oh, to me lo you'd love it, you'd <laughs> love it. <laughs> all right you convinced me yeah that's a good one i like it okay yeah. i'm go i'm going with my first pick i mean this was just this was what inspired it to me uh i'm going dunstan the scene stealing jewel thief in the 1996 classic dunstan checks in okay i like it yeah you seen him yeah, long, long time ago, like certainly one of those, you know, back in high school kind of movies. But um, yeah, you know, I, I, I love that pick. I think that's awesome. But those guys can be very unpredictable. as a True. Pet. Yeah. So, I mean, he's <laughs> joyous in his interactions. He's definitely mischievous and game, loves games. And also, let's say, I mean, let's say the stock market crashes and that's more my trillion dollars come from. If I'm strapped for cash, we can hit a swanky hotel and rob rich ladies. So totally into that. You know, no harm, no foul. These ladies seem like they forgot diamonds that, you know, could put my kids through college for the next 30 generations. So okay with that. <laughs> Which came first here, uh, your trillion dollars or Dunstan? Did, did he help in the hmm. acquisition of this money? Yeah, no, actually he built, you know, they say behind every fortune there's evil. So, you know mm. what I mean? I think he did it. So this is like my Diet Coke evil. I had a monkey stealing jewels in fine hotels. And plus he likes the finer things in life. He likes perfume in his mouth. He likes dunking rich people in cakes. And also clean cape, keep away from an upset Rupert Everett. I've always wanted to do that. Rupert Everett just seems like a fun dude to mess with. So yeah, yeah doesn't, I mean, he just seems so arrogant and, and, you know, kind of just above it all. So to have someone who can mess with him, I'm totally down for that. Although I yep. do love him in uh, my best friend, friend's wedding, the singing part. That's my favorite part ever. Right on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And also bubble bass. He can understand human language. I feel like that's important and can communicate back. And plus yeah, that, it, that is a helpful trait in a, uh, a pet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I kind of went more understanding animals in this for the most part. Mm -hmm. and, and also snappy dresser, cat burglar outfits, bright red shorts <laughs> with no top. 
And it, you were right, though. So he's like a baby. And I looked this up. He's either a Sumatra or a Bornean genealogy. So Sumatra's maxed out at around 100 pounds, where it looks like mm-hmm. where he's at. But if, it's, if he's a Bornean, it's 220 pounds. And that's Ooh. more, you know, Planet of the Apes, Paul Giamatti kind of territory. So yeah, you might end up being the pet in that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that might change my pick completely. So <laughs> hopefully he's a smaller guy. It looked like he had a family at the end. So I, I don't need to give him all my attention to, you know, he's got a wife and kid to worry about. So mm-hmm. that's my number one pick. Love it. All right. Who's your, uh, who's your number two? Who's your uh, sidekick right here? All right. So my next pick and uh, in this fictional world in which we have a trillion dollars, I assume I also won't get eaten by this guy. Uh, his name is Baloo from the Jungle Book. Ooh, that's a good one. I could just totally picture just hanging out with all day, just singing songs and eating honey and just relaxing, which is one of my favorite things. Now, are we talking animated classic Jungle Book or are we talking CGI Jungle Book? Good question. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually am a very big fan of the CGI Jungle Book. Yeah, I'm me too. With, with that yeah. version. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not as big of a fan of you know, the other Disney remakes they've been doing lately, but that one, I think they really nailed. And I, I think that character is just so much fun in that movie. Absolutely. Oh, quick question for you. Are you going to spend the 30 bucks to watch Mulan? I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, hard. That's a lot. That's my yeah, cutoff point. I don't point. have kids. Yeah. I, I don't have kids. And it's like, I, that seems like a no brainer for, for a family, but for just some dude sitting on his couch watching Mulan, it just, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it is PG-13 though. It's got, I mean, the preview's got this kind of hidden tiger crouching dragon, or did I reverse yeah. that? Uh, it's got that kind of adult well, vibe to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it could very well be really good, but I think I'll probably just wait for it to be a rental. All right. right. Well, if I, if I get it, I'll give you my password and we'll figure it out. Okay. Nice. Maybe we'll we'll split the difference, you know? Appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. We're friends now. So (laughs) speaking of CGI, this is my, I believe my one CGI. No, no, I got another one, but this is my main one. I'm going Poe the Panda in Kung Fu Panda. Mm. First. Yeah. Cause first off I get prime Jack Black karate chopping and flopping around. So that's priceless for me. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I grew up with the Tenacious D albums, you know I mean? In general. So sure. he could recreate them whenever I want. I can have a live rock concert. I get panda hugs. And I imagine it would feel like swimming in jello, you know, getting a hug from him. He was very rubbery <laughs> in his kind of consistency in the movie. You get that feel? Oh, absolutely. You know what, though? I actually have never seen those movies, which is crazy because <gasps> I love Jack Black. Oh, and, man. Yeah, I never, I never got around to seeing them. And I, I'm just thinking, though, that Jack Black himself would probably be a good pet. Yeah, this is basically School of Rock, the panda. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, right. he's not hiding or, you're not like, I wonder if that's Jack Black. Within one second, he's just doing his, you know, scream, shout, laugh kind of vibe. But, I feel like I would love it. Oh, yeah. You got to see him. I mean, the CGI alone, it holds up. I watched two, one and two in the last year, and it holds up against anything. It's kind of got that Moana, like, how did they get all these pixels into one screen kind of vibe. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, if you didn't know, he works in a noodle shop in the uh in the in the movie so he can cook Mm -hmm. so i don't need to worry about him getting injured either he's a panda you know pandas can fall down and you know just get right back up and i I like this pick yeah and pandas seem like fun in general i mean i could go if i had to look up one animal online to be amused by it's pandas (laughs) just flopping around you know for sure yeah what's your what's your go-to animal if you're having a bad day and you want to go to youtube are you a cat guy or a dog guy or what i think i'm a dog guy most of all Mm mm-hmm 
So like puppies yeah. falling down or that kind of thing, or jumping like, to, through tennis balls or what? Any any weirdo dog just doing weirdo <laughs> stuff, you know. Although cats do uh, do plenty of weird stuff as well, but I, I just love dogs. Yeah, I heard a theory. There was a a podcast about ghosts the other day. I listened to, and they said mm-hmm. it makes sense that cats could see dead people like as ghosts because you know at two in the morning they just take off for no reason. It makes oh, yeah. sense, doesn't it? Oh yeah, they're always chasing something. There, there, there has to be something in your house. Yeah, the Egyptians, the Egyptians were onto something. You know, they, <laughs> they saw them as you know the key to the afterlife, and I think, I think they were right. Mm-hmm. So, who do you got for your number three? Well, speaking of dogs, yes. I'm going to go with one of the greatest characters of all time, and that is Scooby Dooby Doo. Oh, good one. I think me and Scooby would be really just like the best of friends. I think we would hang out. We would eat sandwiches. We would just, we'd relax. We'd hide from ghosts. And I think uh, he, he would just be just like a funny, cool guy to hang out with. Now, would you feel obligated to wear the shaggy, you know, green shirt, tan pants, maybe grow the goatee out? Are you going to do that? Or are you going to be your own Scooby friend, your original? I, I think I could definitely be a bit of a hybrid between uh, my, my everyday self and a shaggy type, if that's what Scooby wants. Yeah, I feel like your voice, actually, you could get a good zoinks going, too, if you wanted to. Yeah, like <laughs> zoinks? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about the tone of your voice that just seems Scooby-ish. Love it. <laughs> so in the exact opposite vein, <laughs> I'm going high-risk maneuver here. This is a high-wire act. I'm going okay. the super intelligent shark from Deep Blue Sea. So (laughs) I'm a bold man, David. And in this scenario, I'm worth a trillion dollars. So I believe Mm -hmm. with the right emotional availability, I can get through to this massive, massive and majestic creature because really in the end, they just wanted to get to the open water, you know, and I got, I can own the Pacific ocean if I want to in this scenario. Sure. So I I think once they get out in the sea, they're going to be cool. They seemed like they were cool with their trainer, Thomas Jane. You know what I mean? Like I get a trainer or two to teach me how to hang out with them. And also, I could invite Samuel L. Jackson over, and he can get eaten mid-speech for my guest entertainment. That was like the one of the scariest moments. In that my... that would that would be really a fun thing to do on a Friday night. I know, right? I mean, I would well with all my money, I would clone Samuel L. Jackson's. So I would just have one of them lined up each time. You, Don't you tell me. Actually, what? if if you stop to think about what you just said, that's really dark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just got like a, a clone factory cloning Samuel L. Jackson so they can get murdered by this giant shark. I've gone mad with power. Okay. Yeah. I've seen the prestige too many times. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, also, I mean, if you remember the movie, the reason why they made the shark's brains bigger was to cure Alzheimer's disease. Mm, that's right. And it's actually like, I looked this up. It's credible movie plot because sharks' brains don't deteriorate. There's like sharks that are, there's Greenland sharks that are over 400 years old. So with all this money, I could maybe study viable samples to help fix humans. Maybe we could have a world without Alzheimer's, and it's all because of my shark friend, you know? I like it. Yeah, yeah that, so that's, that's good. Little, little sprinkling of humanity on there, you know? <laughs> For every Samuel Jackson I kill, I save 10,000 old people who remember where their shoes were. So <laughs> that's, that's a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it sounds crazy out loud. I thought I was, I was like laughing to myself while I did it. It sounds crazier when I say it out loud. <laughs> But doesn't it always? So who's your number four pick? All right. Number four, I've got a trillion dollars, so I got to do it. I need a dinosaur from Jurassic Park. I think think the smart choice is a brontosaurus. That way, you know, it probably won't want to kill me at any point. But, you know, really, I'm I'm not going to be too picky. I I just want a dinosaur. 
Uh, yeah. There's, there's plenty of different options and, you know, they, they are big and gigantic and I need plenty of space to let them roam. I would check all the gates, you know, make sure everything's, you know, up to, up to snuff. But um, I, I think, I think I could make it happen with a trillion dollars. Oh, and at least once a week I would play the Jurassic Park move music and have the Jeep go up and like, you know, you look up in awe at the brontosauruses going by. Like, yeah. you, you got to do that. That's like one of the most cathartic move moments in movie history, I feel like, you know, you got to recreate maybe you it. Could, uh, maybe you could let me borrow one of your Samuel L. Jackson clones to uh, say, hold on to your butts. Oh, yeah, man. He, his arm got really ripped off in that movie, didn't it? <laughs> that movie was a lot scarier than I thought. I, I've, I watched it like a couple of weeks ago. It is terrifying. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Spielberg's, fantastic. Oh, it's the best. It's the best combination of real, real effects and special effects ever. I mean, like, if you read the, what they did, they were, like, suturing on, like, like uh, dinosaur skin because the rain was, like, dragging it down as it was happening. Like, they were doing some seriously <laughs> dangerous stuff. It's crazy. God bless wow. those madmen, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, Man After My Own Heart, uh, in the same way, I picked someone from Jurassic Park in this moment, too. I picked Blue the Velociraptor from Jurassic World. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, I just feel like... Who doesn't want a dinosaur? Like you said, that's the ultimate argument. And I can dress sure. like Indiana Jones version of Chris Pratt and use clicking training to play with my friend. Mm-hmm. And they're menacing, but they're playful looking. That goofy kind of run walk. They're hyperactive eyes. Plus, I'd love to set up some combine level obstacle courses and see Blue show off. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And I would never need to invest in home security either. You know what I mean? That'd be cool. So just a, my unique animal game with a raptor and a, you know, a hyper-intelligent shark. It's just like, I feel like I'm a Saudi oil money. You know I mean? Just that kind of weird kind of vibe, like the Island of Dr. Monroe weird kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no one's messing with you. You are just surrounded with your animals and your giant sharks and your, your velociraptors. Yeah. And real CGI panda, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. There you go. All right. Well, rounding it out, who's your uh, fifth pick? All right. My number five it's kind of kind of a uh, a very basic pick, but I had to go with it because it's my number one favorite movie dog of all time, and it is the golden retriever from Independence Day that jumps past the fire as the wall of fire is coming and <laughs> crushing all the cars. That is the greatest dog moment in any movie ever. And while he's just a well-trained golden retriever and nothing particularly special, uh, he needed to be on my list. I love it. You know what I mean? Like it's that one moment that sticks with you forever. You know, he doesn't need to have a big part. This isn't Marley and me where you bond over two hours. You know, you sure. just, you saw he was heroic and he, you know, saved himself. Love that. So unique. You know what I mean? Like so, He's so awesome, that dog. And every time I watch that movie, when that scene comes, I get a little tear in my eye because I'm just like, man, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> You want that playing on your tombstone just over and over again? People will be very oh, confused. Yeah. <laughs> Big wall of fire, a dog jumps, and they're like, what the hell is this? Why are we watching this? So did you see Independence Day 2, by the way, or no? Moving on. No, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I was so curious. <laughs> no, uh, it, yeah. it's, it's, ter- it's absolutely terrible. It's that bad? I mean, it looks it so really good is. in the previews. I, I never saw it because it got so panned. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it, it's, it's not very good. It, it had a few all right ideas and you know seeing the old characters come back was great but all the new characters were just complete bumps on a log and just you just do not care about any of them at all and yeah it's kind of a mess was there a bill pullman speech at least or no yes it wasn't as good though yeah we're gonna survive we're gonna endure yeah 
with the with the megaphone and all. I love it. Uh, that's, a, that's a great speed. Rest rest in peace, Randy Quaid. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, to round it round it out, I went Milo the Jack Russell Terrier from The Mask. So we're on the same page. You know, we picked dogs at the same time. We picked uh, di- uh, dinosaurs at the same time. I like it because yeah. I need a classic dog in my life, and sure. it's got attitude, super level smarts, can understand commands or close to it. That's one of my favorite scenes. Like. You know scenes you forget about, but it just makes you laugh when they, he's like, mm-hmm. get the keys. And he just picks up a piece of like Swiss cheese. It's oh, like, yeah. it's like no, not the that. cheese. I'm like, ah, I didn't see that coming. And like, why was there <laughs> cheese near the keys? Like, why, why was that a thing? Just adorable. This movie too, I love this movie. I think this movie I saw more than any other movie before the age of 18. You know what I mean? The mass were just endlessly rewatchable. Oh yeah, so much fun. I, I haven't seen it in a long time either, but I also watched it so many times back in the day. And I mean, Jim Carrey just what we, we were actually, I, I produced another movie podcast called Awesome Movie Year. And we were recently talking about uh, just how many, that string of hits that he had. It's just absolutely insane. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's uh, So it's 94 is Ace Ventura, right? And then he goes, there's Dumb and Dumber, there's The Mask, there's Liar Liar, and what Ace Ventura two? Uh-huh. And there, is there is there one other one that's really great before Cable Guy? Oh, I think we're missing one. But yeah, the Cable Guy is the best of them all, as far as I'm concerned. I do like the Cable <laughs> Guy too. Yeah, <laughs> I've never I've never been to a medieval times, but I knew I know I would uh, do exactly what they did. You know, at that oh, point. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you watch the cartoon uh, Close Enough on HBO Max? I have not. No. So it's about like it's the guys who created. Uh, what's the regular show on Cartoon Network? Mm, and it's about, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's about people in their mid-30s kind of dealing with real life, but in cartoon silliness. And one mm. episode, they're obsessed with the cable guy and go to medieval times every year nice. to like reenact uh, the cable guy. It's fantastic. I think you need to see that episode alone. Nice. Yeah. But uh, back to Milo, you know, he's magical. magical. He has a green-faced demon dog who can beat up mm. my enemies if I get in trouble with the mob. Wins all around, you know. And... uh you know, maybe maybe Stanley Ipkiss will come by and, you know, visit his friend, you know? <laughs> that would be nice. Oh, my God. Mid-90s Jim Carrey would be the best. Have you, he's just off his rocker now. I just read his book, his memoir book. Oh, how and, was that? I kind of want to read that. So it's half true stuff. You know, it's like it's based on his relationships, uh, movie stuff he's done. And then half there's an alien invasion where celebrities are using plasma guns and like their faces are melting off. It's That sounds about right. Yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> I, I remember seeing the uh, behind the scenes of The Man on the Moon that came mm-hmm. out on Netflix a few years ago. And he is just, he's comforting to watch and fun to hear, but he's spinning at his own, you know, vol- he's spinning at his own speed. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. in a different world than we, all of us. Yeah, that, that happens sometimes with, with like these celebrities that just reach a certain echelon and like, they, I don't know, I, I just don't think their minds can handle it. No, I don't think so. I think he broke, you know what I mean? Which is a shame, you know what I mean? I, I, I want mid-90s Jim Carrey back. Although Sonic the Hedgehog, he was great I, old school Jim Carrey. Did you see it? it I loved it. It was yeah. so stupid, but it, he was so great in it. And it was so much fun just to have him back in like tip top form. It was great. Oh my God. Yeah. It felt like, you know, a throwback. It felt like a pitcher playing, you know, one last game with his blown out arm, but he, yeah. he, could, he could do it for this one last edition. So Absolutely. great. We should do a Jim Carrey pod. Oh my God. A top five Jim Carrey uh, movies. That'd be fantastic. Oh, that'd be fun. So did you have any honorable mention picks? Anyone you thought about but didn't put it into the list? 
You know, I didn't. I just kept like coming up with more and more dogs, and I was like, eh, I don't, I don't need to put more dogs on my list. But uh, did you yeah, have a homeward no. bound dog? Which one? If you did, <laughs> no, I, I don't think I did. No, you didn't have Shadow. Oh man, no. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> or the Michael J. Fox dog. I can't remember his name, but you know, Michael J. Fox and dog form is always fun. I was also thinking there was a, a very little seen movie last year that I really loved and nobody seemed to go watch it. It was called Alpha. Did you see that? That's the Harrison Ford with the CGI dog, right? No, that, that was this year. That, that was the call of the wild. Uh, oh yeah. This Alpha. is how dogs and man like became yes. how we domesticated dogs, right? Yes, exactly. And it was way better than I would have ever expected. It's total, you know, not a true story in any way, shape or form, like <laughs> yeah. the way they marketed it. But, um, but it's, it's a really, really beautifully made movie. And it's like, it, it kind of reminded me of like a family friendly version of Apocalypto. It was just like so strange because it's like, it's just very, um, very just raw and like showing this ancient culture. And it's like, it's just, it's really, really amazingly made. And anyway, I was just going to say those dogs, they really, uh, you know, they really come through for the humans. And so I was thinking maybe they would make a good pick. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I like that. I'm going to need to check that out. I remember seeing the preview for that. And I was like, my brain wants to tell me it's stupid, but my heart's going to be like interested in this. It's going to have like that Terrence Malick silent kind of beauty to it. You know, totally. That's yeah. exactly right. Oh, by the way, do you feel that uh, James Gray is like the Diet Coke version of Terrence Malick? Because that's what I'm feeling lately. Well, I got to tell you, I actually really love Diet Coke. So that would be a compliment. No, it is a compliment. Like the, like the, <laughs> the like less intense, more digestible version. Sure. Is, is what it, I was I, trying to say. I like, I like a lot of James Gray stuff. So yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm a fan. And it's definitely a lot more watchable. Yeah, I just watched uh, The Lost City of Z yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Great movie. Great yeah, movie. Got, got me pumped up for Batman because, you know, I saw Patterson, you know, just being oh, great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although Charlie Hunnan, I don't, I've never been a – I like him in theory, but I just feel like his acting chops only get to like a B, B plus, you know, sure. when it comes down to it. Yeah, he was serviceable in that, and uh, he, he was fun earlier this year in that Guy Ritchie movie. The Gentleman, um, yeah. The Gentleman, yeah. He was fun in that, but uh, yeah, he's not. He's never really much of a standout in any way. No, I like. I want him to be better because he's fun to look at. He's good in action. Pacific Rim, you know, really fun too. Sons of Anarchy, absolutely. But it's like mm-hmm. he doesn't have that top level. Like I feel like if you got if you needed him to cry in command, he couldn't do it. You know, they'd be like sure. cut. I can't do it, you know, <laughs> get the visine. I just can't do it. You know, a- another uh, honorable mention um, I-, I just thought of. Is yeah, hit me Baxter- with it. Baxter the dog from Anchorman. Ooh, that's a good one. Whole wheel of cheese and pooping in the fridge. Yeah. That is a good dog right there. When he Jack- actually reminds me a little bit of my dog, Harvey, actually. Wow, you got a good dog then. Yeah. And when Jack Black kicks the fake uh, Baxter <laughs> off, the, off the ledge, it's just the what's I never stopped laughing at that. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so my honorable mentions too i went apu aladdin you know something about mm-hmm. stealing monkeys like it uh garfield the bill murray edition sure do you know he didn't even mean to be in that movie he just misread what the uh, script was and he signed a contract hey that's, yeah. that's how you get gold sometimes yeah his new movie the a24 one with him and rashida jones looks pretty good too that's coming out mm-hmm. in a month yeah i'm i'm excited for that Sophie, uh, Sophia Coppola. Yeah, it's good stuff. There's still good stuff coming out. Like there's the Charlie Kaufman horror movie that's coming out that is just looks scarier than all hell. 
that's what I'm looking forward to more than anything. He's my favorite. Adaptation is my favorite movie. Oh my God. My sister worked with the writer of that movie, uh, Susan Orlean of the actual book. book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. One of the best Nicolas Cage performances ever. And I can't pronounce the name right, but Schenectady, New York. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Schenectady, New York. Yes. Schenectady is the actual city that it's like kind of a play on, but yeah. That movie haunts my dreams. It's like so beautiful, but so terrifying about like how we view life internally, but it's actually external. It's just terrifying. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And he he just came out with a book called Ant Kind. We did an episode on it, even though our show's normally movies, but uh, it is, if you like Charlie Kaufman, it is just as much Charlie Kaufman as you can fit in 700 pages. I was going to say it's a 700 pound monster right now. Unbelievable. I'm actually, I'm reading a thousand pound book right now. I mean, a thousand pound book, my God, a thousand page book. I'm reading Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace. Sure. Because I watched the movie, The End of the Tour. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that one? I I actually haven't. I know of it. Oh, it's fantastic. It's just Jason Siegel and Jesse Eisenberg just bro intelligenting out with each other. It's just fantastic. I love nice. that this this uh, podcast just devolved into like, remember that? That was awesome. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, so <laughs> you clearly got good taste. This is, you've passed the test, David. So Beautiful. let's go over, let's go over our picks and see what we got. So David has Falcor from NeverEnding Story. Awesome. That's a, that's a solid first pick. Baloo from Jungle Book. Scooby-Doo of Scooby-Doo fame. And we got a Brontosaurus, you know, just a gentle giant. And the Golden Retriever from Independence Day is definitely your... Tom Brady, 199th pick. That's fantastic. <laughs> and I got Dunstan from Dunstan Checked In, Poe the Panda from Kung Fu Panda, which David desperately needs to see. I do. Yep. Deep Blue Sea, the shark. And did you mention, have you seen Deep Blue Sea? Oh, sure. It's, it's okay, been good. a long time, but absolutely. Probably the best non-Jaws shark movie. Yeah, I think so. Scary. Actually, uh, I'll go Open Water. You ever seen that? That I actually never saw terrifying so it's yeah. based on a true story two people who are scuba diving get abandoned in just the middle of the ocean in the caribbean and it's made by divers and it was made for one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars and made 55 million dollars worldwide yeah yeah super cool creepiest thing ever it's like it's one of your like innate fears to be just left in the middle of the ocean you know <laughs> oh yeah Okay, back to back to happier thoughts now. We're going blue from Jurassic World and uh, Milo from The Mask. So awesome! This was really fun, David. So can I, hope can I this... throw in one more honorable mention? Absolutely, go nuts! Yeah, there are no I, rules I here. Believe, I can't believe I didn't think of this earlier, but uh, the doggy from The Room. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that is a that is a really awesome looking dog. That that big fat pug that's sitting on the counter for no reason yeah pugs always need to be fat always (laughs) well david this was fantastic this was super fun i hope i can get you on whenever i mean you seem so prolific with stuff i feel like i'll just throw a top five list at you whenever and we'll just do this once a week or something (laughs) you just let me know i am down and maybe we'll get you on piecing it together one of these days oh heck yeah i love i mean six degrees of movie kevin bacon let's absolutely do that whenever so I mean, we should just do the Batman one from the trailer. I would do that all day. We can just do trailer. We could do a trailer piecing it together. Like what trailers did this do and steal from, you know? There you go. Because actually, I mean, if you remember the very beginning of the trailer, when you hear the duct tape ripping and the DC is moving closer and closer, it's mm-hmm. the same as the Suicide Squad with the ticking of the, you know, the WB logo. Oh, okay. I didn't catch that. Yeah. I mean, I've watched it 40 times already, so I have problems. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> 
Well, I'm going to go watch it for the 41st time. So everyone rate review max volume and piecing it together please go check it out because you can't have enough good movie podcasts in the world so thank you so much david Uh, thanks so much for having me take care